0: I am back.
1: We are fucking back. We are back. Yeah. Classic. We are back. That's we right. are back. We are getting Doug back.
0: <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of the Decode Podcast. It's been a while. Hope you guys have been well. Uh, I think, yeah, it's been about a year since I've done an episode. And that's kind of the cool thing about the podcast uh, and this whole decode thing that I'm doing right now. Uh, I can kind of drop the different projects just when one isn't filling up my time and I can move on to something else because under this umbrella, the decode umbrella, I paint, I do videography, I film some weddings, I do graphic graphic design and, uh, and the podcast, so bunch of wheels spinning and i've been really getting the itch to to do this again because i really enjoy it and to be honest it doesn't take i mean it does take a lot of work to put on a show when i have guests but it doesn't take a lot of my time to sit in front of a mic and just uh jabber on for you guys i'm gonna try and mess around with a couple different formats and maybe not do hour-long podcasts if it's just myself i'll probably stick to like 20 minutes or something just give you guys some bite-sized information of things that i think you should know about things that are going on all encompassing with uh the world of design art pop culture that sort of thing so i hope all is going well with you listeners um Thank you again so much for coming back and checking this thing out. Check it, check it, check it out. If you haven't, we have uh, seven. We it's it's me putting this on. I don't know why I always do that. <laughs> I have seven episodes uh, prior to this one that are pretty fun, and I learned a lot from those. And there's some pretty cool guests on there, so be sure to check those out. Check it, check it, check it out. Moving forward, um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a a bunch of different type of people on here, a bunch of friends that I think have some really cool stories and life experiences that I think everybody could really benefit from on top of, of course, the normal artists, musicians, that sort of thing. Just I like to keep up with what's going on locally as much as I do worldwide and just kind of give my views on a lot of things. And, um, you know, it's just it's really fun to have these conversations with people and I've learned a lot from podcasts over the years. So if you guys can get a little bit, uh, if you guys can get a little bit of info from me and learn a thing or two, then great. So what's new? What's new with me right now? Uh, this year, let's see, painting quite a bit. If most of you have been keeping up with my social media, which is at Decode Design Co and believe me, I'm working on <laughs> seeing if I could uh, come up with something better and not so much of a, of a mouthful. Can I get, can you get a new name for that? Yeah, I hear that a lot. I've been painting a ton. I actually did a show, uh, the Pancakes and Booze Art Show, a couple weeks ago out in the art district down in uh, downtown L.A., so big thanks to Tom for putting that on, and the whole crowd that came out and spoke to me about The pieces I had, I had about 10 up. I sold my biggest one, which was like a three foot by three foot.
1: Oh, good for you. And how was it?
0: It was my first art show, like just literally just art, no shirts, nothing. So I learned a lot from that on um, A, what the crowd liked, B, uh, what I could do more to be more efficient in doing more shows and just the whole thing was a learning experience and I'm really psyched about it. I think it might cover that whole doing doing art shows for anybody that is interested in not just shows but festivals and that sort of thing. And being a vendor, I feel like there's a lot more information that people could learn from because I have a bunch of friends that I know have an interest in that sort of thing so I'll work on something hopefully sooner than later on top of that I do happen to do a lot of commission paintings so feel free to reach out it's always an interesting gift and I think really personal and something cool to give for a birthday Uh, literally it could be any for any occasion and I can paint just about anything and make it you know in my style of course a lot of stencils oil bars, a lot of mixed media pieces and they come out pretty cool. And I could do generally just about any size, but the standard lately has been about 18 by uh, 24. Each piece is kind of different, but generally uh, they're going for around like 200. That's to start. And uh, they'll just go from there. Every piece is kind of different, but yeah. So feel free to reach out to me either through uh, Instagram or my email which is decode design Co at gmail.com speaking of what else is new Game of Thrones ladies and gentlemen we have one episode left no! jeez it's going by so fast what, what what do you guys all how do you guys feel about it because I think that this season it's it's looked beautiful I have I have been entertained the entire way Are you not- I a I love the story, uh, the storylines, and just all oh, the. I can't get enough information that they're giving me. Like I love this world that they've created, and George R. R. Martin has has set out for us. I'm serious.
1: Your dick, my mouth. <laughs>
0: All that being said, of, I mean, of course, there was that issue with the, the Battle of Winterfell, you know, where you could barely, like barely see anything. Which, whatever, turn up your brightness, and um, you know, upon rewatch, it's cool. But uh, the whole the whole Night King thing, one lots of dudes. Where are the boobies? You know, I just <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't into it. I wanted more. I I thought the Night King was badass. Like he's been this potential big ass threat they've been they've been just waiting and waiting they've been coming winter's coming winter's coming the white walkers are coming jesus and then just to have you know this little battle and it was crazy r.i.p little bear she went out like a fucking boss and you know he gets to bran okay here's here's one of my things he got to bran right and he set up The setup was perfect, walked up real close. How badass would this have been, like, if he bowed to Bran? Because secretly he was controlling the Night King this whole time. Or if, I don't know, Bran warged into Ghost or something and attacked him. Uh, The whole, I mean, Arya saving saving everybody, that was great too. Um, I just felt like maybe more backstory or reasoning Maybe that's the thing with him. You know, like there, there isn't supposed to be any reason. He just wants the whole world to be winter. Who knows? Honestly, I felt like they could have gone f- a longer season or even another season past this just with pure story. But, you know, you can't please everybody. Um, other than that, yeah, John, what the fuck? Pet ghost. G- give him a proper goodbye. You know, what was that about? Uh, th- not in the budget Come on, man! You've, you're reacting to <laughs> this dragon that's just laying waste in this last episode, and you know you you wrote a goddamn dragon. They could they could write a little softer, better goodbye for Ghost, but you know that's probably me being a stickler. But whatever, man! This last episode, uh, so many things went down. Um, of course, Danny is up in arms and she feels like she has no one she can trust because john he's so goddamn honorable you know i love him and that's one of the biggest downfalls with the starks and he he tells his secret to, i feel like Arya could have kept which she probably did keep the secret but fucking sansa Sansa, loose lips over here, sinking ships. Um, maybe just because I want the whole Danny and John thing to work out together. I is that weird? Is that weird that <laughs> I don't? I don't know. I feel like because they haven't known each other their whole lives, it could be different than Jamie and Cersei. Who knows? Maybe it's just fan service. I, I have I have no idea, but
1: what the fuck are you talking about?
0: Sansa tells Tyrion, and of course he tells Varys, um, and them working this thing out, like who it would be the better ruler? Obviously, Jon. He is way more practical. He's sensible. He's honorable. He's everything you know you'd want in a ruler. Because he can take it. Because he's not a hero. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. He's—he's he's the hero the Seven Kingdoms deserves. Our boy varus he goes out in a in a flame of glory, man. Um, you know, she didn't, Danny did say that if he ever betrayed her, she would she'd burn him. Killed. But falling through on that promise, she she definitely did. Okay, he wasn't like a, a, a favorite, but. It it was still a little sad to see him go, but the way he went, I did not see that coming at first. It was dark, and then all of a sudden, she gives the most subtle jerkaris and Drogon's teeth and mouth just pop out of the shadows. It's like, what? What? Oh. Oh, it's cold blooded up in Westeros, God. Oh, it was brutal. I loved it. I loved it. Then going into the battle and everything. Okay, is it just me? But the battle where she was ambushed and uh, was it Viserion? I can't keep track of the dragons' names. But one of them, you know, obviously gets got Killed. and dies. And they all the ships have the scorpions on them that shoot these um, these crossbows that kill the dragons. And it's just like I felt like they had one on every ship. And yeah, Danny came in like hard, but not one of them had a chance of getting it. I don't know, but it set our hero up to uh, to do her thing and rain fire. She definitely got her fire and blood. That's what I'm. That's what we're gonna talk about right now. <laughs> Jesus. You
1: no, know I'll be liking some Khaleesi's door. but what about Khaleesi's? Straight
0: up with them dragons. But, uh, it was kind of a perfect setup when they had the the bells ringing the whole the whole city you know Tyrion had the right idea you know he was like if the bells ring please please don't do any more save everyone and they'll just like the the Lannister soldiers they dropped their weapons the battle was won they had it and Danny just flipped the switch and it was almost like this perfect shot when Amber and I were watching it they zoomed in on Danny when the bells were ringing and it just looked like
1: cuckoo, cuckoo. And Khaleesi's all like this. And then we talking uh, about... Okay. Okay. <coughs> just straight roasting goats. Yo. Oh my God. Man? Man. And that's when they start killing characters left and right, dog. They got elfed. Elfed. Killed. Killed. Killed.
0: Arya. Oh. And then when Arya tried to save that, that family, I thought there was going to be a couple different things that happened with that because they kept showing that one mom and that little girl and she uh she first cut in front of them i think to get into the the castle or the red keep whatever the fuck it's called and i thought the mom was gonna be so pissed later and take it out on aria and aria was gonna get killed that way but i don't know it was just one of those things they set it up and they set it up for aria to try and save them but that obviously didn't work out well they got pompey that was so sad and Cleganebowl, Clegane Bowl, uh, I can't talk. Cleganebowl was epic. That was everything I wanted to see out of that battle. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? The the hand of the queen, Kyburn. Oh my gosh! When he was like, "Clegane, we gotta, we gotta get out of here. We gotta help the queen," and he just, boom, right against the rocks. That was uh that was crazy. And Cersei just <laughs> scoots by. <laughs> Like the Joker, like the Joker on the Dark Knight, when she's when he's got the bomb out in the first meeting, and he's just kind of walking out the door, and he's like, hmm, 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 hmm. "That's that's what that seemed like to me." She was like, "Ah, I'm out of here." But we got to see his face underneath that helmet, and that looked ugly. Did not like it. I mean, I I liked it. It looked super creepy. It looked like <laughs> it looked like a roided out Varus actually. And you know is. Like, as epic as the battle was, right in the middle when Gain's, like, stabbing him, and the hound, when the hound is stabbing him, his brother, and uh, he just yells out, Why won't you die? <laughs> that also reminds me of that scene in austin powers when he's (laughs) trying when he's trying to shoot it's in the spy who shagged me when he's talking to um robin swallows maiden name Spitz, which is a baby Spitz of swallows he keeps dodging her attacks by putting her in front of the line of fire and he's like why won't you die so of course that oh my gosh cersei's cersei's end okay yeah jamie's end i guess i'm okay with it i thought his end was going to be more um epic then getting getting sla slashed out by by sea boy i almost thought you're uh, i really wish you're or yara could have could have killed that guy he's just a piece of shit but um jamie's end and cersei's end man i really thought she deserved a whole hell of a lot worse I was like, ah! like even like sansa said in the previous episode she's like She was talking to Tyrion, I think, and she was like, I wish I could be there to see your sister get executed or something along those lines. And she's just been such...
1: God, you're
0: such a bad person. Like, all the way through to your core. And I really wish uh, she could have had, like, a public thing and just have that dragged out. But I guess, you know, we gotta wrap this up. We gotta wrap up these episodes... And we only have one left. Which is again, this is my point. They could have extended the season and I felt like we we would have been a little bit more satisfied than these, you know, slightly longer episodes. The story better and how it I don't know, in my opinion, things could have been played out. But other than that, I think I don't know. It just feels like they're like they're rushing. They're rushing to just get this stuff done, because I mean, like, okay, the coffee cup, that was like, how many people does the show go through to where they didn't see that? And then it got brought to my attention, uh, by Amber that Jamie's hand when they look at this when they were getting um, when they were getting uh off in the in the crypts, and everything was falling down, and he was embracing Cersei, <laughs> his metal hand was a regular hand it was his actual hand it wasn't the golden hand it was like you guys do you even care at this point I mean like and there's interviews with the uh with the cast and everyone's kind of just like uh yeah it's disappointing we'll we'll see what happens. like they're I don't know maybe now they're not contractually obligated so uh, I mean Marvel was able to do it Marvel tied off ten years of crazy storylines, and they did it beautifully. What happened, HBO? You guys had all the monies, all of them, and uh, you couldn't get it done. Don't tell me you know it was a budget thing. It definitely wasn't. Like I said, HBO had all the monies. Like how much are these? They're how much are the actors getting paid? Let's see. Um, Dinklage, Lena Headley, Emily Clark million per episode probably even maybe more than that it's like you know I'm not saying like totally cut their pay or you know just try and figure something out like dude even Tom Brady Tom Brady sacrificed like I don't know how much it was like 60 million or something in his career to to give to the Patriots for picks or something like that like if he could do it you guys could do it come on it's a team effort here. Tom Brady
1: could do that. Tom Brady could do that.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm over talking about Game of Thrones at this point. I think I covered just about all of it. So we we'll go ahead and move on. That's one of the cool things though about uh, podcasts and this. Just. well n- n- huh? Nerd culture is not really... Nerd culture is pop culture now. So it's kind of cool that everyone is able to have these conversations, whether it's on social media, podcasts, in person. It's kind of like become the current water cooler talk, if you will. I had a bunch of just little comments here and there Um when I expressed some of my views on Facebook last night. And, I was t- and that's that's cool. It's always cool when you can have cool conversation with people and not have it be up in arms like some of these other... Uh, trolls are on social media you know it's it's a show it's a show and it's fun and this is part of the fun is you get to you get to hang and talk with your friends about it but I digress moving on I saw Endgame for the third time yesterday for Mother's Day which uh happy belated Mother's Day to all you beautiful mothers out there Uh, my mom hadn't seen it yet which you know for a parent, I think that's, that's fine. For the rest of you that are complaining about sp- spoilers, spoilers uh, on anything that's coming out right now, you know, it's been out for long enough. And if you're a fan and are complaining about spoilers, you should have, you should have been there.
1: Why can't we be out in the open? Why aren't we in a square right now? Why aren't we talking to people? Letting them know. Get it out. Shout out the rooftops. This is great. This is the bee's knees.
0: You know, you don't have to be there open at night. Maybe not even opening weekend, just see it like the then the week of when it's not busy. If that was your whole hang up. But, you know, by this point it's gonna be spoiler city, so get over it. And my mom has kept in touch with um all these movies and, you know, it's not the most important thing in the world to her, but she she I think for sake of uh having that conversation with my sister and I about these, she's, she's pretty into it too, but she, she does have a crush on Bucky, so I didn't want to spoil anything for her, but going into it, she's like, oh, my Bucky's not going to be in it, so we'll see, it's, it'll be cool, but he's not going to be in it, and of course, I had already seen it, so I was like, "Mm, just wait, just wait, and it's been so interesting um, seeing it three times, I've actually seen it in different settings, it seems like. The first time we saw it was opening night, Thursday, 7 o'clock in Newport at the Lot Theater. And that is like the most hoity-toity <laughs> screening we could have gone to. Uh, the theater was super legit. Recliners with um, staff which thank God they didn't ruin it. by. I thought that was going to be a, a downside with them coming in, getting the check and All that stuff. They actually were really good about that and waited to the proper moments to to come and give us our food and what we needed. It's like they probably saw it ahead of time. And this, the the managers were like, okay, this point, this point, this point. But who knows? Point being, with seeing it at this theater, I felt like I felt like they were. not superior fans but just people that were in it. wanted to be in it for the conversation because because it's cool because it's the cool thing to to see and everyone was going to be talking about it that's how i viewed that crowd the people next to us were awesome like we had shirts they had shirts you know all decked out and with me personally i love these movies so much i react in the movie like for example when all the portals started Opening up and Black Panther came out and the whole I was just like oh you know like I'm I'm so in the movie I'm so pumped I I won't yell and be obnoxious but on opening nights I love that about the crowd I love being interactive with the crowd like that so I didn't get that out of that theater but we saw it literally the night after and. So yeah, we saw it Thursday night, then we saw it Friday night, and that was a big theater in uh, at the Spectrum, and I definitely got got those reactions that I wanted out of that crowd, and that was really fun to watch. And plus, just see, you gotta. See, I feel like these movies you have to see more than once because you miss things, and there's a lot of just good payoffs in those movies, and I feel like if you go back, there's you'll always find something new. And then, and then the, in this third, third viewing, I noticed, obviously, it's the crowd that probably waited and just like, okay, let's see what this is about. Or um, maybe they did just wait for Mother's Day. I don't know. It was weird because when you see it with the quote-unquote, you know, like true fans that see it the night of, everybody is getting every beat and every joke, every little thing the the easter eggs but i feel like (laughs) jokes that that original theater got this third viewing you know i feel like they missed a lot i was like oh they didn't get it and i could feel myself being the only one that laughed in the theater because it still got me it was so weird but whatever nerd life so if you haven't seen end game first what are you doing you're still here go spoilers first of all if you haven't seen it just skip past this for a couple of minutes because I'm going to talk about it real quick it doesn't get any easier the the third time watching it you know I still get kind of choked up about Mr. Tony Stark my boy I've been it been in it with you since oh wait I think that's when that original Iron Man movie came out and man that reverse when Peter comes back after he snaps his fingers the ah, uh, and I am Iron Man. Peter comes over and he's like, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, we we did it, we won. And oh my gosh, that was that got to me. And then at the funeral, when they they push out the proof that Tony Stark has a heart, that was that was pretty hard. Um, just the fact that they got everybody there to film that funeral scene that one take with everybody. That was there, and that was crazy. Um, A lot of you that didn't know who that teenage boy was, he's the teenage boy... Well, he wasn't teenage in this movie, but he was the kid from Iron Man 3 that helped him out in, like, Ohio or wherever he was, and he referred to him as the mechanic. He referred to Tony as the mechanic. That was super cool. Um, Who knows if he'll be coming back to be, like, Iron Boy or something. Who who knows? And then one one last thing that got me... um, was little, little cutie Morgan. Morgan Stark was right next to Happy Happy Hogan and he he leans over to her and he's like hey kid you doing okay and she's like yeah you need anything and she's like cheeseburgers it's the simplest thing but if you, if you don't remember from the first Iron Man. I've been in you. captivity for three months. There are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger and the other that's enough for that. It's not what you think I want you to call for a press conference now. Call
1: for a press conference. Yeah. Hogan, what on a drive? Earth four?
0: Cheeseburger first. They didn't have to do that but just little attention to detail that they do with these movies. It's so great and I'll 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 be a little upset if this movie doesn't get nominated for an Oscar or if Robert Downey Jr doesn't get, you know, a nod or something because these movies are popular Culture, you know, they. I feel like every year at the Oscars, there's these movies that just get nominated, and you're like, what? Nobody went to see that. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. Put in the movies that, uh, you know, put in maybe one or two of those that are great and you know, have the potential to like, I don't know that that actually made a difference or changed something about, you know, the way they filmed it. I don't know. I'm not really a filmmaker, so I can't, I can't really speak on that subject, but I just feel like they did. The Russo brothers did so good with this movie. They, they made two, put it this way. They made one giant movie. Uh, yeah. Two separate movies technically, but I feel like you could watch it all as one and they made them great back to back. Both of them were great, and they, yes, the first one. I feel like people say they liked, um, Infinity War a little bit better, probably more action and everything. But just think about it, like, if that were to, of course, all fictional, but if that were to really happen, those were, that would probably be how everybody would react and try and move on. And I love seeing the aftermath of that, not just like, oh, we gotta go get them, we gotta figure out another solution, and. I love that I it, it did a, a time jump of five years and it kind of showed what was going on and Cap was like trying to look on the bright side like I saw a pot of whales and near the Hudson and, and crazy situations like that. You know, you got to try and be positive. But I'm glad they, they found a way.
1: Life uh, finds a way.
0: So I would be uh, interested to always have that conversation. What did you guys think of that one? Uh, I'm going to try and wrap this up real quick so I feel like I've been talking for a little while. But uh, Barry, here's here's a show for a lot of you that if you have not heard about Barry with Bill Hader on HBO, you guys have got to check that out. So far, it's been coming out right after uh, Game of Thrones. And basically, it's in its second season, and Barry is a uh, hitman. He's, but he's, he's a, uh, a war vet. I think he was in the army or maybe the marines. But he's a he's a vet that basically had nothing when he came back out of the service and this was something he was very good at. But the funny thing is he's kind of at a point in his uh hitman career where he like doesn't really want to do it anymore and he follows one of his hits, this is in the first episode, so I'm just trying to get you guys into the show, he follows one of his hits to a acting class in Hollywood, and just by, you know, circumstances that played out, he ended up going to the acting class, and getting on stage, and he did like a little bit, and he, I think that's what he did, but he ended up really liking it, so it's And he wanted he wants to keep acting and doing this thing. And it's just a funny play on somebody that is supposed to be in the shadows and, you know, not be known and be really discreet with obviously being a hitman. Now wants to be this person that wants to be in front of a crowd and and just when the two worlds collide, as you can imagine, things start to unravel. And it's got a really good blend of being a serious drama and a comedy. On top of that, it's a different light than you've ever seen Bill Hader and I think uh if any of you guys like him, you'll definitely like this. Another thing that uh came to a close, this is more um this is more nerdy, nerdy stuff, but um the Deadpool and Spider-Man comic series uh went to issue 50 and I just got that one and Read it, and it's pretty great. Because Deadpool, if you guys don't know, he's known for breaking the fourth wall, and he literally talks to the you, the reader, while while you're reading it. And I kind of caught this series at the beginning of it, and I read a few of them, and then I just stopped collecting for a while. And I was at a comic book shop this last weekend, and I was like, "Oh man, wow! They're at issue 50 with this." So I just picked that up, and pretty much assumed where it went from there, but them as a duo is really funny and they make a lot of pop culture references which I really appreciated there was an Endgame reference in there there might have been a Game of Thrones reference in there as well but it was pretty great and uh, that was the last one so that wrapped up if you get a chance you know pop into your local comic book shop and pick pick up one of those or um, there's a whole bunch of titles you know that you can choose from that are always great and it's always great to support a local business uh for anybody that's local Disney pop up is doing a thing. We we went there for uh just Amber and I and took some photos. It's I think it's like 35 bucks I think and it's a 45 minute deal where you go to the ESPN zone or where the ESPN zone used to be and it's basically just a pop up thing with a bunch of cool photo opportunities. So if you're into you know doing cool pics for Instagram that sort of thing uh, go check it out because it's on top of that. There's like little mini art installations that they did, and it's super clean, super nice. So, give that a look. Also, this is a shout out to the band Sega Genocide. If you guys are in the Costa Mesa area or Orange County area, whatever, uh, they normally have a residency. They moved from playing at Lecov. Now they're at the Wayfair. Just about every Friday night, you have to check their schedule, but. Um, go on their Instagram, Sega Genocide. We try and go uh, as much as we can because it's super fun. They play a lot. They're a 90s like tribute cover band. They do a bunch of different bands. They've done uh, Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, Alanis Morissette. They all do it like almost like pop-punk style. They do Blink-182, all that stuff. So if you get a chance, go check them out, and I believe they have uh, their their OG, not their OG, what am I talking about, they have their original band stuff which is called Mega Low, and that, you know, Mega.Low with two W's, so give that a look, and th- yeah, thanks everybody, thank you so much for just coming back, hearing me ramble a little bit, hopefully I can fire off a few more of these episodes here in the near future, and get Give you guys some cool info on things that are going on and hopefully have some fun people on here to have some conversations and uh, t- tell a friend about this. You know, it's always cool to listen to a podcast. You know, it helps traffic go by, it, it helps a work day go by. And these are just fun things to do. So, again, uh, I'm Cody Flores. You can uh, follow me on Instagram at Decode Design Co or uh, Cody Flores, I think you could still look it up, F-L-O-R-E-S. If you want to shop paintings, you can do that on my website, Co at bigcartel.com. And if you go to my website and you want to order something, whether it's paintings, T-shirts, I think I have a few patches on there, hats, uh, you can get a 30% off discount code. Here you go. Ready? Podcast. Just type that in at the end of your purchase to get 30% off. Thank you again, guys, and I hope to talk to y'all soon. As always, I'm your host, Cody Flores, and this has been the Decode Podcast, episode number eight. Thanks for sticking around. Remember, stay weird, get creative. I'm going to leave you with one from Census Fail. This is called Elevator to Gallows. See ya!